1: How are we doing? Good. 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 Everyone excited for construction? I'm not gonna lie, uh, if, you wanna, if you wanna watch a show, watch me back that trailer up in the morning, because that is not fun. And I am not good at that. I, I'm gonna spend like the next week just watching YouTube videos of how to take, how does one take a 24 foot trailer and make a right hand turn? Because I don't know how to do it. but. Uh, Praise the Lord, it's in there, and I didn't knock over a fence. I may need a tire, but we're, everything's good. Uh, well, we are in the Christmas season, which we're super excited about. Uh, we are, I, I love Christmas. I love the time of Christmas the time of Advent, because we sit in two tensions uh, here with the, the, this fact, is that one that Christ came 2,000 years ago, uh, and that he has promised to come again. And so we as the church sit in this tension of like, yes, celebrating the fact that Jesus has come, but at the same time, uh, hoping and waiting for his return. And so last week, uh, we it's a pseudo Christmas series, but the, the way that the Lord kind of orchestrated it, we're in the beginning of 1 John, uh, and really excited about that. And last week we talked about the fact that Christ uh, was revealed, or he was revealed clearly Uh, and that the creator God had been revealed in Jesus 2,000 years ago in order uh, for those who believe in him to have fellowship and to find forgiveness for their sins. And so this is an awesome, awesome, awesome truth that we get to celebrate. And so, and one of the big challenges that we took away from last week was trying to find new rhythms or new spaces this christmas season to celebrate that to to remember that maybe that this christmas maybe the first christmas that this could be a christmas of spiritual growth for for us or for this community and for you uh not something that is just we get through it go wow i'm glad that's over or wow i got a lot of great gifts or wow uh, i can't believe it's already 2023 and so what rhythms or practices uh could you add this christmas season to celebrate christ's arrival or even taking the things that you do and reframing them um, in, in reframing them um, to, to celebrate Jesus as well. I gave an example last week about how the way I look at Christmas lights now changes is, is I, I think about Jesus being the light of the world, and I think about his light uh, going to those who believe in him, and that we are called the light of the world, uh, and so that these houses that are lit up have experienced the good news of Jesus, and they're still houses that need to uh, to, to, to have the light speed turned on as well. And so, and just so you know, it's not too late. 14 days until Christmas, I found out in our huddle today, 14 days until Christmas, so you might be like, nope, Christmas season. Pretty much all in the way. I'm already thinking about my goals for next year. You still have two weeks that you can celebrate uh, this fact as well. Also, just want to encourage you too is Christmas Eve is is a great time just to invite someone to church. It's like it's one of the easy. I don't know if it's the easiest. I don't know if it's ever easy to invite someone to church, but it is an easy time to invite someone to church because people come to church on Christmas. They come to church on Easter. Uh, Because that's just what you do. You just come, it's Christmas Eve service. And so it's very common for people to get an invite to that. So I want to really encourage you to be praying about who has God put on your heart. Maybe it's your, your neighbor in your apartment complex that you still have not met and you've lived there for six months. Maybe uh, it's a coworker that you've really been praying for. Maybe it's a family member who was uh, maybe got caught up in some of this deconstruction that's going on, and you're like, you know what? Maybe it's time for just a just a kind invite to bring May them back. I have back. your attention, please. We have a white Ford Fusion with Missouri plates out in the parking lot <laughs> with your lights on. White Ford Fusion, Missouri plates. Your lights are currently on. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Uh, <laughs> When we, when we did our trial run, I was like, there's, a, there's like an overhead speaker that like, makes an announcement to the whole building. Can we turn that off during service? They're like, nah, it doesn't happen very often. It's like once, it's like, all right, cool. That's a one point for me. Uh, oh, unbelievable. So invite people to Christmas Eve, people, all right? Do I, I can make them make that announcement too, uh, if you want me to. Uh, before we do jump into our service, I do want to say uh, our sitting church senior pastors here with his wife Kathy and his daughter Malin. And so uh, this is Tim and Kathy Howie. You don't have to stand up like Kai, uh, uh, but I do want to. Th- we, we are so indebted to Grace Church and to you as well. We love you guys so much. And so uh, if you do see my church, say say thanks because they're 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 awesome. So and we love them very much. So um, but we're continuing in the series um, in First John today and. Uh, we're in the second half of First John chapter 1. And really, if you, you could hear this line and, and, and just walk away if you really needed to. So if you have to go somewhere, it's cool. I won't be offended. But uh, it's just it really gets to this idea that we as believers, we as followers of Jesus, are called to walk in the light. That's it. That's what, that's, that's, that's going to be the challenge when you walk out of this room is to be encouraged to walk in the light. That you, as a, as a follower of Jesus, would 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 actually practice the way of jesus that you would pursue him and do the things that he does And what he's commanded us to, and when you do that, you are walking in the light. And and Scripture makes this distinction between walking, uh, between light versus versus dark, right? Like, and we love we we love this, or at least maybe we don't we don't. But I love this. Like, I love stories of good versus evil. I love like stories of life versus death. I love stories of light versus dark. I mean, good Lord, Star Wars made like a nine movie like (laughs) campaign off of like the dark side. You know what I'm talking about? So we have this kind of ingrained into our culture and and, and, and really is as we as believers believe that there is a way to life that is found in Jesus that is different than the, the, the way that the world offers us and it is it is in the light. And so so why does this matter? Well it matters because God is light. This is what first John will end up saying in verse five. He says this and he says this is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you and this is the message that god is light and in him is no darkness at all and so if god is light then he is the one that gets to determine what walking in the light looks like god is light there is no darkness uh, in him you ever been into a, a really dark place before anyone uh, have the privilege or pleasure of going spelunking which is called caving yeah, which this, it's hard not to ever bring this up, right? You ever get to the point where you, there's no more light coming in, right? Also, spelunking is just a fun word that you should try to use at least once a week. Um, although I don't know how you can do that, but uh, the but you ever get to the point where you're you're, you're in the total darkness because there's no sunlight coming in and someone finally, like, everyone shuts off their lights and you can't see, like someone could literally be punching you and the only thing you could feel is the air coming towards you, but you couldn't see it because it's just so dark. And then someone turns up on a, even just a small light and how that light just penetrates into the darkness. That light is just so bright because darkness wins in, in, in the midst of this as well. Uh, and here's the amazing thing to, to me, too, is if you read this psalm, Psalm 39 uh, talks about this. Is it talks about how like darkness is not dark to, to, to God. Which is, which is funny, the night is as bright as day. So like, hey, you think it's dark out there? Well, guess what? It's like daytime to, to the Lord Jesus. I, I have an older brother, his name's Justin. He comes, uh, when he's in town, he'll, he'll come to Mission City from time to time. And uh, my brother loves spicy food. Anyone like just loves spicy food? Like love spicy food. Like you, how much, like you just like, um, you, when you go to wing places, you order the hottest wing on the, on the menu. Is that you? Spicy food? Yeah, we got one of you. That's awesome. So that's how my brother is. Like, he'll just go do the wing challenges just for the heck of it. And he's like, it doesn't most most things don't bother him unless they just like take the chili extract and that's just fire to him. But like, you just like straight pepper he can just take it. Well, he often likes to make salsa for our family. Like when we do when we when we do gatherings, and he'll make his salsa and his salsa is like fire. And he's like, and, and we'll take a bite of it. I'm like, dude, that's way too hot. And he just goes, it's not hot to me and i'm like that's cool so next time we makes sauce what does he do he makes it blazing hot again and then we say dude it's hot he says no it's not hot to me i'm like that is so messed up just cuz it's not hot to you doesn't mean it's not hot to any other normal human being and and and, and 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 but this is how this is how the light is with with this is how the darkness is with 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 god is that in him, like, like darkness is not dark, because he is light. He is overcoming the darkness. This is what Psalm 139, it is not on the screen, we'll say. Verse 11, you can write that down. It's actually a, a great passage. It actually opens with, uh, in this section, it says, Where shall I go from your spirit's famous psalm? Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed a sheol, you are there. If I take the wings in the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall guide me. Your right hand shall hold me, and this is the part he says, And if I say surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you, the night is as bright as day, for darkness is a light with you. And just just the overwhelmingness. that that, that God being light has on the darkness. And, And honestly, it's the overwhelmingness of what Jesus has done on the cross too, is that in the end, like darkness doesn't win, light wins. In the end, death doesn't win, life And so this is what we see in in God the Father. This is what we see in Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross as well. And so Jesus also says this. He picks up in his teaching in John chapter 8. He says, again, Jesus spoke to them. This is after he, he talks to the woman caught in adultery. And he says to them, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. So following Jesus is walking in the light. God is light. Following him is an invitation to walk in the light. So we have that established. And that, so this might come as a shocker to you, this next line, super not profound at all. It's just this. It says, walking in darkness, then, is not following Jesus or is not practicing the way of Jesus, right? So it's basically just a straight inverse of it. And so he says this in verse six, he says, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So I'm not practicing fellowship or relationship with Jesus when I walk in darkness. I'm not practicing fellowship or uh, easier word for us today, sometimes is relationship with Jesus when I walk in darkness. And so, and it basically says we uh, we lie, or he'll later say we are deceiving ourselves and, and and do not practice the truth. And I think we have to be careful. Uh, I think we have to be careful in our society with this. I think we have to be careful in and in, 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 at least in the, the the circles that I grew up in. I said sometimes I think that I can I, I can be okay. Uh, with God even though I continue to walk in darkness and maybe maybe like I've convinced myself that the dark thing that I'm practicing in my life or the, the wrong thing that I'm doing in my life it isn't light but it's more gray and so it's not as bad as I think it is and so I've convinced myself I have deceived myself, I have lied to myself and convinced myself that this dark thing is just like maybe just a little dim light. I mean to be careful with that uh, and, and again, this is not getting into, just uh, to, to be very careful, uh, what, I, what, I, what I would say to you is this, is that I'm not saying that if you follow Jesus that you can lose your salvation, that you, you're, like, you're going to miss this by just, you know, I'm in the light today, I'm in the darkness today, it's not this like, it's not this ebb and flow like that, but I do believe that God, when God saves you, that like, you're saved, there's this eternal security that you can have comfort in and trust in. But the word that he's using is fellowship. He's using relationship. And so if you imagine just the ebbs and flow of a relationship is that you are missing out on fellowship with the Father by walking in darkness. You're missing out on living in the light that he has. And that relationship is, 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 is being hindered by the darkness that, that that you're choosing to live in as well. And so we just have to be careful because I, I, I believe that some of us have habitual habits that, that we are practicing today that we have convinced ourselves that the that it's okay, and that maybe today, like God is putting on your heart whatever that habit is, that you're you're thinking that it's okay, that it's a it's a gray area, or whatever it is, and, and God's like, no, like that's actually darkness. That's actually not of of, of the way. It's not of, of my way. And and what we're not, what we're doing instead of practicing His truth in His way is that we're practicing our own way. We're we're choosing for ourselves uh, what we what we're, we're determining for ourselves. What is good and evil over what God has determined to be light and good and evil. Because we want our own way. This is this is who we are as human beings. I mean, I want my own way. Anyone just love having your own way? You might not want to raise your hand in this context, but I know you do. I know you do. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I pout like somebody that shouldn't pout. I, I pout a lot when I don't get my own way. And uh, you should see me when I have an expectation for something and then something completely shatters. And I'm just a completely shell of a human being. It's just a horrible thing. So, but we have to be careful. Walking in the darkness is not practicing the way of Jesus. And then again, inversely, walking in the light is practicing the way of Jesus. This is what we want to do. Verse 7, says, but we walk in the light as he is in the light. We have, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And so I think John takes this a step further because he doesn't outright say this in verse 6, but he says, Walking in darkness doesn't just mean I lose relationship with the Father, but I also lose relationship with one another as well. Because what we've been really trying to push here is that that you following Jesus isn't just about you as an individual. Yes, there is individual parts in it, but it's about we as a, the community of God. Like, we are the church We are a body of believers, and the things, like when you're walking in darkness, it affects your community, the people that are around you. Uh, And and when you're walking in the light, it has a positive impact on the relationship and fellowship that you have with one another. And so walking in darkness impacts my relationship with others, but when I walk in the light, it also benefits and blesses one another as well. And so we want to walk in the light, and we want to practice the way of jesus have you ever uh, walked through something hard with someone and it's because of their own decision or or maybe the sense of someone else and 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 the impact that that, that has on you and, and that the community like your decisions have impact can bless or hurt one another do we, do we get that right now we we I, I think sometimes like we wish we could just live in a bubble and i know i know people that they're like, nope, nope, like my decisions don't hurt you and like you just need to get over that and you, like they almost, and, and kind of like everything that exists in them is like in their own little dome and like we just bounce off each other and it doesn't hurt, it's all gentle and stuff like that, no, no, no. It's like your decisions have impact on one another, and so if if we walk in the light, if we practice the way of Jesus together, it's going to grow this community. It's going to grow this body in a different way, and it's going to be it's going to benefit. Uh, it's going to benefit others. It's going to benefit people that are inside the body. It's going to benefit people who are outside the body. But when I'm walking in the darkness, it has the opposite. It's, it can be detrimental to this community. And so, so we we've established that God is alive. We've we've talked about how very simply walking in the darkness is not following Jesus, walking in light is following Jesus. So what do I do uh, if I am in darkness? Like, what if I do if right now like, I'm in a pattern where I am pursuing not the things of Jesus, but I'm pursuing other things? And, and here's thing too, like, this ebbs flows for us, right? Like, I, I, if, you, if you get down to like motives of heart and decision making, all these different things, there are, there are things that I do very well that, 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 when I say very well, I mean meaning in obedience to what God has called me to do. There are also other things like motives and heart and decisions that, 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 that make mistakes as well. And so how do we, like, what, what is the interaction as a follower of Jesus uh, that, that, that is trying to walk in the light, but, but acknowledges the fact that this, I still sin sometimes, what do I do? And so that's why I believe that there's a spiritual practice that John introduces in the next part of this verse. Uh, which some of us might be afraid of, and some of us might have never practiced it, and some of us are really unsure about it, and it's this word, confession. Mm-hmm. This word, confession, it's a, it's a very healthy thing, and I don't know what your relationship is, is like with confession, like maybe you grew up in a, in, a, in a Catholic environment, maybe you grew up in a more high church environment where you actually confessed to a, uh, a priest, maybe, um, maybe like you just didn't, you've never, you never really done that, because no one really likes to talk about confession, uh, maybe it's, you've read that James verse that says confess your sins to one another, and you did that. And then someone like, really, really hardcore treated you differently after you confessed your sins. And so you're like, I'm never going to do that again because that was a bad experience. Um, but, but, but what should this look like? So let's look at uh, 1, John verse eight, uh, 1 John 1, 8-10. It says, so if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And so what John, what, what John is also saying is that there's going to be times where you don't do the right thing all the time. There's going to be times where where, where you do sin, and, the, and he says, and the truth is not in us. And I, I will say this, there is a, in Christendom, there is a section of people uh, who do believe that at some point in your life if you follow Jesus, you eventually stop sinning. We don't believe that, okay? At least, I've never met someone that's gotten there before, but there is someone that thinks that. Uh, and, and again, they're, they're in, they have their reasons and their Bible verses. That's cool too. We were are more of like, yeah, you you come to faith, God saves you, you experience His forgiveness, you become uh, you become a new person, your new self, and then you go on this path of, of pursuing and following the way of Jesus. And in that, like the the Holy Spirit transforms you, transform you more like Jesus. But the real, but the longer you actually grow and, and like learn more about Jesus, you actually realize that that gap was actually wider than it. Really was to begin with. You're actually like way further than when you when you started. Like, if you if you want to know about that, see Paul. He grew in maturity in pursuing Jesus, but then Paul, his, his description of himself got worse and worse and worse and worse as he experienced relationship with Jesus. But 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 we call this thing sanctification, right? This process of becoming more like Jesus. But the, 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 this process of over time becoming more like Jesus. But 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 but, but here's the thing: is like. We're gonna sin along the way. Like it's not, it's not, uh, it's not if. It's when, and and that's not necessarily fun. It's like should not you should you be able to like walk in the light. Yes, walk in the light, walk in the light. But the reality is, you're not gonna be. You're not perfect. You still have this old self. And so, what do we do? And this is what he says. He says, if we confess our sins, verse nine, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us as well. And so confession becomes this opportunity for you and I to experience faithfulness, forgiveness, and renewal in Christ it becomes this opportunity that confession is not this dirty word or it's not this it's not this thing that that, I, that, that, that that is a bad thing it actually becomes a way for you and I to experience the faithfulness forgiveness and renewal in Christ and so if if we are walking in darkness then then what we should do is we should confess our sins to the Father, and then also I do believe that we should have some accountability partners or people that you you, you can confess to as well. Maybe, maybe in your discipleship group, maybe finding one or two people in your community group, or maybe you have a friend that you just tell everything to for your entire life, and maybe that's who you talk to as well. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, they, had, they had the law, which the law was a way for this covenant group of people to interact with a holy God uh, because they kept missing the mark. They kept missing the mark. They kept missing the mark. We don't have to worry about that because Jesus came and died and rose again so that you could receive the forgiveness of God. And in that, that you can have fellowship with God because he's made you a new person. You're a son or daughter of the king. Yet, knowing that you will still sin along the way, this practice of confession is a really, really healthy, healthy thing as well. And so what does this look like for me, just to, in transparency? So uh, just a show of hands, to not, not, you can raise your hand if, if you're comfortable raising your hand, don't worry about it. But how many of you have a regular rhythm of confession? Anyone have a regular rhythm of confession? A handful of us, right? And so if you don't, the, the first thing I do is, um, is, is, is one, <coughs> the cool thing about this is that we do have access to God because of what Christ has done. Like I don't have to go through another person because Jesus was and is uh, my access point to God as well. And so, confession for me looks like this. There are, um, there's a couple things. One, on a daily, on a on a, on a, on a daily level, um, I do a couple things. One, if I notice something in the moment, and like, because you ever just say something or do something, and you're like, ooh. That was. That's called darkness. <laughs> darkness! That's what that is. Yeah, so when that happens, it's just like, Lord, I can really confess my motives here. I confess my heart here. I, I just do it in that moment. And again, what, is, what does the passage say? If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. By the way... You, like Jesus on the cross took care of past, present, future sins. Like it's a it's a sure thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a guaranteed thing that he's already, one. He's already accomplished that. And uh, as we continue to do it, it's just acknowledging so that you can turn from them as well. Um, there's also something I'm, I'm trying to get better at practicing. Last week I told you how I'm trying uh, I'm trying to pray for the lost uh, at lunchtime. Like just taking a minute or two minutes just to pray for the lost. Uh, Kind of a midday prayer type thing. I'm also trying to establish an evening type prayer thing. Uh, And there's something called the prayer of examine, which is it's a it's an old uh, monastic or somebody that used to do in a monastery. And what the prayer of examine is, is you basically review your day uh, and a part of the day is you review where you lived in darkness or where you where you said or where you messed up. And, and what you do is you kind of dialogue and say, all right, Lord, show me the places where I, I, I sinned today. Show me the places where uh, I, I didn't follow you today. And the Lord will show you that or things will come to mind. And as those things come to mind, you confess them. And it's a really great practice. You, people do it at bedtime. Uh, I'm not great at that because I just fall asleep. Um, and, but some people do it in the morning. And it's, uh, you can just Google prayer exam. It's a great, it's a great practice as well. Um, so yeah, so as... So as it comes up, and then also, as I review my day, uh, or if I, let's say I don't do prayer of every day, we, Cassie and I, do a Sabbath on Mondays. And so during Mondays, uh, in my time of the Lord, that's a, another time where I can add that in a time to confess kind of what is going on as well. The other thing, too, I would say is, is not just, so we can just confess to the Lord. We can confess to the Lord and move on. I will say this is, there is something else about confessing your sins to one another, it says, it says in James, so James says, therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And I will say, it's something about being known. There's power in this. It's not, it's, not, it's not that, like, yes, I can confess my sins to the Lord. I'm forgiven in Jesus and the blood of Jesus. We're, we good? It's cool. But there's something about just being known in the community. It's not just you as an isolated individual. It's, it's you confessing your sins to another follower of Jesus. And then, and then them Believing with you that you've been forgiven in Christ and them still loving you and accepting you along the way. Because it's just about being known. It's actually super, it's like, have you ever carried a secret for a long time? And then it finally comes out and there's just this relief. And the relief is because you're known and that people are still standing next to you. Now, what can really be crappy is if you share that and they don't stay with you and they kind of leave you and they, they don't want. And if you've ever experienced that, that is crushing. And that is soul crushing. And um, and I, I mourn with you on that because that is incredibly painful. And so that's why I would say you need to have, it's important to have this, but it's not like, hey, I'm gonna go confess every thing to every single one of you all the time. It's like, you need to make sure that you know the person you're, you're, you're confessing to is the same place. And, and if someone in this room says, hey, can I actually share what's really going on in my life does that? That we, as people who are receiving and hearing this, need to be safe spaces as well. And if we're not, then that's an issue. Then we're not being uh, the believers that God has called us to. And so, in confession, you, you, we were reminded of God's faithfulness. That Jesus was faithful on the cross, and that God is faithful to his promises. You, you, like... You, res- we're reminded of the forgiveness in Christ. You receive His forgiveness of the things that you've done—past, present, and future sins—all forgiven in the blood of Jesus. And there's renewal, right? Like I am—I by confessing, I am saying that this dark thing is dark, and I don't want to do it anymore. It's this is almost like repentance, and I'm going to go back into the light. Uh, it's like what does Jesus say to the woman caught in adultery? He says, "No, go and sin no more." Or in this context, "No, go and walk in." The lines. and so then, First uh, John continues in chapter two. He says, "My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, this is this is good news. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Uh, you you have an advocate." that Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father, who is an advocate for you, and he is, his, his, he is the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the world. His death on the cross is, was a covering for your sins uh, that, that, that you have done past, present, and future, not only yours, but for the sins of the world. So we can go with him with boldness, confessing boldness, uh, because he's faithful to forgive, and he will renew us as well. And so walk in the light. This Christmas walk in the light, like, this is, this you might be like, Christmas sermon, what are we talking about? Confessing your sins. (laughs) Glad I came to church today, everybody. But when Jesus was teaching his disciples walk in the light in the Sermon on the Mount, he says this to this group of people. He says, you are the light of the world. He says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and give it light uh, to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to who you, to your Father who is in heaven. Uh, Macy's bedtime routine—I uh, don't know—we we, we we established a bedtime routine after Maisie learned how to jump out of her crib, uh, which is a great time to establish a bedtime routine, and we've been doing it about the same way. We we do uh, we read a book, we talk about the day and the next day. Uh, I uh, never realized how hard it is to get a, a child to pray, but I try to get her to pray with me. And then um, uh, and then we sing a song. And usually, we sing uh, Coldplay Yellow, because that's just who we are as a family. And yes, my six-year-old wants you to sing Coldplay Yellow. And if you don't know that song, that's OK. Uh, but which makes me laugh, and every time we have a sitter, it's like, um, do you know Coldplay Yellow? <laughs> and if you don't, uh, this is a YouTube video of the acoustic version of Chris Martin playing it. It's great. So you're fine. If not, you can learn it really fast. It's good. Uh, which, ironically enough, walk in the light. Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. It kind of fits. But she also, every now and then, wants you to sing uh, This Little Light of Mine, which is, you know, classic. Everyone, there, do we know This Little Light of Mine? Have you heard the song? This Little Light of Mine? I don't know to start. I to sing it because we're not going to do that. But um, and, uh, and I, was, I was thinking about today, I was thinking, I was thinking about this message I'm going to invite the band back up to, but I was thinking about how um, that, 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 that as a church, like we, Jesus has invited his followers, like he is the light of the world, and that, that he has invited his uh, followers to share in this mission with him. And I was thinking about this, like we don't want to, Hide it under a, a, a bushel or a basket. I don't really know like bushel was a kid, so I say bushel. But we don't want to hide it under a basket or a bushel, so that no one can see it. We want to. We want to, Like that's not that's not the point of a light. A point of a light is to be displayed, so that people can see, so that they can see the truth, so they can see what it is. And so, for those of you who do know and follow Jesus, like Jesus is the light of the world, and that He is giving you His light to shine. So that people will see your light, and not 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 applaud you, not not pat you on the back, but they'll they'll, they'll see God through the light, His light in you. And so we, as a people, this Christmas time, this is I mean, Christmas is a crazy season, crazy busy shopping and family and stress and you know trying to figure all this stuff out. And and this is a season where that that I believe that as we celebrate the fact that Christ has come and that He's coming again is that we as his followers need to walk in the light. Again, not so that they applaud us, so that they will see God. So they'll see him the the one true God and worship him. And and for us to do that, for us to do that, it's going to take us looking at the places in our lives where we're walking in darkness, confessing them, and receiving the forgiveness that Jesus offers and coming back to the light. Uh, And so So let me pray for us, and we're going to have a time of response, and we'll we'll kind of go from there. So Lord Jesus, I love you so much. I pray that you would bless this time of response, that you would move uh, in our midst, God, that we would be a people who walk in your light. And God, I do pray that confession wouldn't be some awkward thing for us, uh, but it would be a place where we do find and remember how good you are, that you do forgive, that you came and died and rose again. And, uh, and, God, that we would be a people that walk in light and share in the fellowship with you. We love you so much. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Merriam Community Center off Slater Street between Johnson Drive and Shawnee Mission Parkway. We also have five community groups that meet throughout the KC Metro. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or send me an email at jake at missioncitykc.com.